Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and truth. There is nothing more amazing than your truth, nothing more powerful than your love. The truth of your love is a food that our soul hungers and the strength that our life needs. Grant us the truth of your love through your words now. All this we pray in the most powerful, loving name of Jesus. Amen. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store, store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also all who have longed for his appearing. This short confession of a Paul is a pact. He tells us about the recap of his life and also the reward of God for every faithful servant of God. Here we see Paul using of four metaphors to express his devotion to God as well as God's devotion and delight to his faithful people. First, he's using a religious metaphor or metaphor of a sacrifice when he said, I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. Drink offering obviously refers to sacrifice of a drink offering in the Old Testament, such as Exodus 29, Leviticus 23, Numbers 15, and 28. Paul uses the same imagery of a drink offering in a similar circumstance when he, when he was facing the possibility of execution in Philippians 2, 17. There is, however, one striking difference. In Philippians 2, 17, Paul said this, Even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from my faith, I'm glad and rejoice with all of you. There, but today, Paul said, I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. So when he was writing Philippians, he was hoping there's a, a, a more years, further years of a service. But in 2 Timothy, Paul says he is realizing the end of his earthly ministry and uh, is a near end. And he said his departure is near. Here Paul confesses that he left out or pours out everything he got for Christ. You know, we hear this expression also in the athletic competition. Do you remember Jimmy Butler said in the, after the game five of the NBA final? You know, he said he and his teammate left everything they got on the court. Uh, by the way, it was, you know, they quickly lost the game six and championship. And you know, I jokingly said, that, oh, his earlier comment was not just a cliche, but it was a really confession. You know, we hear that often. I left everything that I got on the court. 
Do we pour out everything on the court of our life? Do we pour out and live out everything for the Lord and His great name and glorious gospel today in our life? May we live each day completely and exhaustively for the Lord. So night comes, you and I can truly say, Thank you, Lord. Good night and go to the restful night. The second metaphor and the main metaphor of today's story is uh, today's uh, passage is uh, athletic, for which Paul makes uh, three statements in verse 7. Here he used a verb in three perfect tense to express each accomplishment. He said, I have uh, fought, I have uh, finished, I have kept. The good fight that he fought, probably scholars think that it's not a military metaphor, it's athletic because the word good here is a kalos, not agathos. Agathos is a common Greek word for good, whereas a kalos is, some of you remember that kalos versus agathos, or kalos, from which we have a Spanish name, Carlos, it means beautiful. And it's good in a sense of attraction and you know, intrinsic, internal beauty and goodness. So you don't say beautiful war. So when he said did a good fight here, scholars think he's expressing the athletic competition. And uh, the second, second verb, he said, I have finished the race. Finished the race. And once again, the athletic metaphor is one of the Paul's you know, favorite you know, metaphors for, uh, to describe a Christian devotion. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, Paul said this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in a such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training, and they do it to get a crown that will not last but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So Paul was uh, comparing himself like, uh, to the Olympi uh, Olympian uh, runner. He said, my crown, my prize is more glorious than any athletic competition and prize because mine is forever. Now, Paul is also, you know, according to Hebrew chapter you know, 12, many people think that early Christians, like Paul, they're talking about not just running long marathon, but also running a relay. So we run the relay course of our generation, of my life, until the next generation come and receive our baton. So let us do our part. It is really my prayer the parents and the adult in Forest Church, we do our part. We show, our, our, we, we really manifest and embody the gospel before our children through our commitment to House Church and the Good Shepherd College. So our children know what true Christian or faithful Christian is. We don't just take our children to the Sunday, Sunday worship service and Sunday school, but we show them how one's supposed to follow and participate in God's kingdom every week. The expression to keep the faith was a very common fixed expression 
in extra-biblical literature for those people remain faithful to God. Here, keep the faith does not mean some kind of emotional thing. Oh, I have a faith kind of thing. It's talking about holding on to confession and conviction against the threat of a persecution. So keeping the faith means keeping the faith in a very difficult and dangerous time. That's what Paul said. He kept the faith. Now, let me quickly move the, the reward part. Here, Paul talking about the third metaphor. The righteous judge will give me the crown of righteousness. He gives the metaphor of judge. You know, we are all facing judgment of God. You know, judgment is not a, some kind of optional thing. When you receive a court notice for judgment, there is a no way to avoid it. Either you, uh, you, you run away, you, you fly away to con- uh, fly away from the country and you become a wanted internationally, or you have to show up. The righteousness, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the implication of a judgment or the court metaphor. We all stand before God, period. There's no exception. Nobody skipped this uh, judgment before God. But Paul, judgment of God, judgment of a righteous judge, is, is a joy and hope and anticipation. It's not a fearful judgment. It is a joyful judgment. Because he's been faithful. And he's a faithful judge. Will give him crown of righteousness. And he writes, just like uh, C.S. Lewis, he explains the, uh, the question about reward. He said there are two kinds of uh, reward. And uh, give a very good expression. There is a one reward, you know, very shallow for understanding of reward, which Paul is not talking about here. And that is, imagine a student taking a Spanish class. And he does his best because his reward is his parents promising him a bicycle or computer, you know, game device or something. So he passing, he's studying hard uh, passing the class, Spanish class, to get that reward, bicycle or computer game device. Whereas there's a second reward. His parents said, we're going to travel to Spain for several months and we want you to really use your Spanish to enjoy the culture and interact with the people. Antirai said, heavenly reward is a latter one. All the righteousness, all the faithfulness that we have put out here will make us enjoy heaven far more than anything else. That is a reward, nature of a reward. The righteous judge will give us a crown of righteousness and we will enjoy righteousness together. And final metaphor here today is the uh, citizens waiting for king. Here Paul said, God gives this, uh, he said the verse 8, that God will reward not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Some of, he's talking about the citizens waiting to greet their emperor. Some of them are delighted 
because they've been a supporters of the emperor and love every thought that soon that he will appear before them. Others who resent his rule, they don't want to see him. So Paul, he said, he support, well, actually suffer for the emperor, uh, you know, heavenly emperor, heavenly king Jesus, and he can wait for it to see him, just like all of us do. So here is four metaphors in a, such a short passage. And once again, we see Paul lived each day with a, this great hope and resolve, uh, and resolve. Dear brothers and sisters, let's fight the good fight today. Let's run the, our race, our part of relay today. And uh, let's keep the faith against everything. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, you are our life song that we want to sing every day. Help us to sing our love song to you today. With all our strength and heart, help us run our race today, fight the good fight, and finish the course. You are our Alpha and Omega. As we begin this day with you, Help us to finish the day with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Alpha and Omega, we all pray. Amen.